Welcome to another podcast in the Lockdown Legacy series where we talk to real people about their real lives and they tell us real stories. The Lockdown Legacy project is a stepping stone theatre for mental health project in which we talk to people in and around Gainsborough and the surrounding villages of West Lindsay. Welcome to the Lockdown Legacy Project. Welcome to another podcast in our Lockdown Legacy series uh, under the umbrella of Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health. It's where we talk to real people about their real lives and real stories of what they've been going through and went through during their lockdown time of COVID-19. We spoke to many people up to now, many diverse, different backgrounds. And I've got a wonderful chap here. I've never met him. I don't know anything about him. The only thing I know that his name's Vic, and he wants to be part of the lockdown legacy for in and around Gainsborough, the community speaks. So I'd just like to say hiya, Vic. Hi, Bill. And thank you ever so much for doing this. Um, so who are you, and what do you do? Right, well, my name's Vic Francis. I'm not a local as such, but I've been here for a long, long time. I was up here in the 70s. Mm -hmm. um, so I am, I would say, firmly established in the community. I've been here most of my life. And I'm actually a driving instructor, a local driving instructor. Oh, I'm wow. a fixed driving school. I'm sure a lot of people will know who you are then when they listen to this. I've heard some of my pupils, or at least. Yeah, <laughs> some of your past uh, pupils that have, have passed with flying colours and now driving their own cars, thanks to you. Yeah, sorry about that, the rest of Gainsborough. <laughs> so, Vic, the lockdown, the enforced lockdown because of COVID-19, how did it affect you, my pal? Well, obviously, being a driving instructor, a local business person, I was actually stopped from giving tuition. So it was a case of having to stop what I was doing and to realise what little bit of savings I'd got together. But thankfully... As a lot of smaller business people might be aware, there was a little bit of a glimmer of hope for a smaller businesses, which came in the form of says and bounce back loans, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I was lucky because I could claim a small amount of the self-employed grant back. But obviously, as a business owner and a ordinary also having a home life type person i obviously business bills pay out home bills to pay so it was a little bit of a worrying time mm -hmm. um so i ended up having to try and find some temporary work which i managed to get in a factory for a short while and then i also managed to get onto the bins with west Lindsay district council which was actually quite a nice job to do kept me healthy because i was walking mm -hmm. on distances and it kept me in the good frame of mind to keep working rather than just sort of get used to not doing anything and not really having any sort of routine which I thought is really helpful for uh, all sorts of reasons physical and mental health mm -hmm. well it's very resourceful that you managed to do that because there's a lot of as you say small businesses out there that really have struggled during this time and many have, have kind of closed their doors for good uh, I've read many articles in, in, in the paper and watched the news that many places will never open again after this second be only a short lockdown that we're going through um how did it affect your your mental health you said that it kept you physically well and 
mentally well, taking these other jobs. Uh, how did the lockdown affect your mental health first, Vic? Well, like I say, like a lot of other people, I was really quite concerned about things. I was thinking, well, am I going to be able to bounce back after this is finished? I know that, you know, driving this is always going to be needed, but is my name going to be forgotten for one thing, you know? Am I going to forget how to teach people how to drive? All these silly little things go through your head. Mm -hmm. so, am I going to be happy with myself? Or is my whole identity tied up in one little thing and that's now been taken away from me? How am I going to deal with it as a person? Um, so these other jobs, like I say, they gave me a reason to get up. They gave me a reason to stay in a routine and they gave me a reason to basically just keep engaging in life rather than just sort of going to lockdown, an internal lockdown, if you like. Um, a sense of pride. It kept me a, a sense of pride because I... I do believe that if you can work and you're given that chance and you've got the choice, then really, you know, go for it. I know there's a lot of people there who would love to work dearly and can't for whatever reason. And those are the people I admire most, to be fair. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you use it as a sense of pride um, because you did, by the sounds of it, it's very diverse what you did. You worked a driving instructor, you couldn't do that. You went to work in a, a factory and then you went to work on the bins for the local council. It sounded, Vic, that you would do anything at that time. Absolutely would, because I believe no matter what job you do, and I know this will probably be controversial to some people, but no matter what job you do, any job is really, really important. There's no such thing as one person's better than another because one person's a CEO of a company, for example, and someone else is a toilet cleaner. Without a toilet cleaner, a company wouldn't be nice to work for either. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I'm very much, people are people. They deserve that respect. They deserve whatever, you know. If they've got pride in their job, they're happy in their job, then that is good because, again, it keeps them engaged in society. It keeps them engaged in life. And it helps them stay connected to other people, which is really, really important. More so, probably in lockdown, when everything's taken away from you, really, in a sense. Yeah, that sense. When you see on the bins, you said it with a great deal of pride and a smile in your voice. That, that camaraderie. You got some mates to go to work with, because uh, that's what was listening quite, missing quite a lot of people listening to each other talk and and that kind of communication and banter. Did you miss that, um, with, like with your students, for example, that you have a bit of banter and talking to people? Did you miss that kind of communication side of it? I did, because when you think about it, as a driving instructor, generally, unless you're in a franchise, which I'm not, you tend to work alone as such, because it's not just the teaching side of things, it's being the office side of things, so you know, the admin you do yourself, all that lot. Mm -hmm. But with my pupils, yeah, there was a lot of good, to use the modern word, banter there. Mm. Um, obviously, a lot of my pupils are younger than me, some are older than me. So I teach people of all ages. It's important you get on with everyone. And, yes, there were some pupils that had a really wacky, bizarre sense of humour. You know, it's <laughs> just like that. And then there... <laughs> And then there was others that were a little bit more serious. But again, you could have a laugh and a joke. And as long as you know a little bit about their interests or they, you know, you share a little bit of your interests, 
you know, it's really good. Um, everyone's different. Everyone's got their own little unique story. Everyone's coming from somewhere different. And it's just a real joy when you get pupils in your car that have maybe never driven before. They're really nervous. They don't say boo to a goose for the first few lessons or whatever, and then they start coming alive in lessons after that. And then obviously they go on, like you say, at some point they pass the driving test. And it just gives you a real buzz, a real feeling of pride. It's almost as if they're their own children, mm-hmm. if you like, mm-hmm. that have achieved something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really miss my pupils during that time. And I try to stay in touch with them through media. Obviously not bombarding, but every now and again just touching base with them, hoping that they're okay. And if they had any issues, hopefully they'll, you know, and talk to me really mm. so I believe that my job is so much more than just teaching people to drive oh of course it is I remember when I when I, my driving instructor we were on first name terms I used to see him out and about socially he became a friend you know what I mean uh, his name was Mick and he also taught my wife to drive and uh, he became part of our family because you know he taught two of us how to drive he was such a wonderful fellow so he was more than just a driving instructor what I want to ask, uh, you, you, you've cited several times that you're self-employed, you did all that thing yourself. When you went to work for uh, West Lindsay on, on, the, on the bins, as they call it, uh, how did that feel going to work for somebody after all those years? I have to admit, it did feel strange. I, did, I was concerned about whether or not I'd be able to cope working for someone else after being the one that made all the decisions. Mm. deciding when I wanted to work, when I didn't. But actually, I didn't have a lot of stuff to worry about. Again, you know, there was bin on, bin, bin, uh, banter on the bins. Mm. And uh, again, you know, a little bit of ribbing here and there from some of the lads because of my driving instructor and talking about the state of drives on the road and stuff like that. But, you know, <laughs> it, it just felt good. It actually felt nice to be working with colleagues. Yeah. To have some pals so, you know, around not, you. Yeah. Um, I've, I've not always been a driving instructor. I've worked in factories before. I've worked in shops and stuff. So, you know, it's not. it wasn't actually new stuff to me. It was just going back because it was something that needed to be done, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, morally, financially, and, and, and by the sound of it, you just needed something to do, which was brilliant. Uh, and as I'm discovering in these podcasts, I'm talking to people about what people went through boredom was a great motivator for a lot of people. Uh, that's why everybody's house now looks really nice because the garden got done and the windows got painted and all that kind of stuff. What What are you up to now then, Vic? What's, what's the process of your journey now, pal? Well, at the moment, because it's only a sort of four-week lockdown, I am struggling to find work. Mm-hmm. Um, however... Yes, boredom is a motivating factor. Um, I've had to do a little bit of decorating, which, again, once that was out of the way, it's been waiting a while, time-wise, but it's a good feeling to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, a passion of mine, another passion of mine is music. Mm-hmm. I'm not gifted, so obviously I've been to work like that, but I've picked up the guitar, picked up the bass again because I was playing bass before now. I'm just getting back into that to keep myself occupied. And on my own personal Facebook page, I write silly little stories, I suppose you could say, or silly little observances or whatever else, you know. So 
it's about lockdown, so lockdown number two, day whatever, and I'll just put some silly little stuff in there, hoping that someone reads it, it'll give someone a smile or a laugh or, mm-hmm. you know, just keep people going like that. So basically, yeah. you turn to a bit of creativity. Well, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still very upset about the fact I've never been, you know, chosen to play Doctor Who or anything like that <laughs> in my life. But, you know... <laughs> I think we could all say that. That was one of my passions when I was a kid. I want to play Doctor Who. Yeah, I very much like, always liked it. It's always been a big thing. Like I say, a bit of writing here and there, just to try and bring a smile to people's faces. That's that's my thing, really, because if you can laugh or smile, then hopefully that keeps things in check as well, doesn't it? It does, and we are coming to the end of our time together, sir, but one of the th- things I do like to ask our guests... Uh, within the podcast, is if you were to give someone a hint or a tip during lockdown, and I think you just kind of touched on it there, of how to get through it, how to cope, what would what would Vic's hint uh, or tip be for that, for coping through lockdown? If you find, find you can't find something to laugh at, find someone to help you find something to laugh at. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the final thing that I normally ask is, if you see Bill, which is me, coming round the corner with a microphone in his hand saying, would you like to be on our podcast, what would you say to them, Vic? I'd say definitely. It's well worth it. This is for your community. You never know what your words might do to someone else out there or for someone else out there. Brilliant. I'd just like to say, Vic, thank you very much for your honesty and your openness. The man who had three jobs during lockdown, and also decided to write and start playing the guitar. Vic, thank you ever so much for being part of the lockdown legacy. Thank you for the invitation, Bill. Very much enjoyed it. You're very, very welcome. And hopefully our paths might cross again soon, because we're going to be be talking right through to the next millennium, I'm sure, all about this, because we don't know how long it's going to carry on. Vic, once again, thank you very, very much for taking part. Thank you, Bill. There you have it, another interesting podcast from not a native, as he admitted, but he's lived here since the 70s. He's a driving instructor. And because of the lockdown, had to take two different jobs, one in a factory and one working on the local bins, collecting the rubbish that other people were chucking away. A great story of resilience and getting it done. Thank you ever so much to Vic. If you do want to be part of the Lockdown Legacy podcast, Please get in touch and ask at the lockdownlegacy.co.uk. That's ask at the lockdownlegacy.co.uk. And who knows, it could be you that I'm talking to next time. Bye and thanks for listening.